Hey guys, it's Sam. Before we start our story tonight, we just wanted to give a huge shout out to Brandon from the Chicago area. Brandon is one of our subscription members. He has access to our mini campaign. Eventually you'll see a NBC based off of him and we're super excited about that. But honestly, it's just all of the love and pure excitement that he has around our podcast and the story that we're telling. So Brandon, thank you, thank you, thank you for being our number one fan. We really appreciate it, buddy. If you're interested in being like Brandon and you want to engage more with us at the table, um, become a member. You can jump on our website, caradresstales.com. There's a membership tab and it's kind of like Patreon. If you've done that before, we're just doing it in-house. So you can select a giving platform and give what you can and you have access to our 13 episode mini campaign. Um, You'll get an NPC based off of you and there'll be more fun, exciting interactions kind of as our podcast moves along. As always, we'd love a five-star review and comments um, on whatever platform you're listening to. Go ahead and screenshot and send that to us, and we will we'll send you something cool. Again, Brandon in Chicago. Thanks, man. We really appreciate it. We love you. Oh, hello, weary travelers. Come on in. It looks like the bod is about to begin. I'll pour the ales over the stories, fables, and tales about the bards, battle axes, and bows taking out their ferocious foes. Just take a listen to the tales that we spin here at the Carriage Rest Inn. Previously on Carriage Rest Tales... With Gnomus's charm, he gets everyone in agreement to help Carmine out by bringing the Rift Creation device back to Findra. But before the group can head back to the Order, they are drawn into the Gnomish Giving of Thanks Day celebration. Gnomus and Amelia race their hearts out in the Rainbow Drop race. Woods takes a walking food tour of Findra, and Benson, uh, Vaso, rather, escorts Graham through the city. After a disappointing second-place finish, Gnomus and Amelia invite their worthy adversaries back to Graham's house for the Giving of Thanks Day feast. Will the group be able to bring the Rift Creation device and help Carmine? Why does Graham keep calling Vaso Benson? How salty will Graham's gravy be? Find out now on this episode of Carriage Rest Tales. All right, and welcome to another episode of Carriage Rest Tales. I'm your host and one of the Dungeon Masters, Mike. And to my right... I have. Whoa. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Who are you? Oh, I'm Sam. Hey, guys. <laughs> hey, guys. I'm Sam, and I'm playing Woods, and I am an um, wood elf ranger. Hello. This is Nick. I am playing Vaso, the half work barbarian. Hey, everyone. This is Ryan. I'm a little thrown off right now. Thanks, Mike. Uh, playing Gnomus, the tabaxi bard. And this is Salty Granny Gravy playing oh. John the Dungeon Master. I feel like if you put a little in front of that, that's your new rap name. Little Salty <laughs> Granny Gravy. Like, I feel like you'd hit the streets. Isn't there a rapper called Little Gravy? Young Gravy? I don't know why you're looking at me. <laughs> you're the part. If there isn't, there will be soon. I yeah. need I need a fan. Someone, please reach out to me and tell me if there's a rapper called Little Gravy or Young Gravy. <laughs> I think so. All right. So last we left off, you guys were competing in the Rainbow Drop race. Gnomus and Amelia came in second place for the first time Amelia finally lost. And Birdie 
came up to Amelia and actually was like congratulating her on the good race. And it was very cordial, which was surprising considering all the trash talking that was happening beforehand. And they invited Bertie and Zockeldrog back to Graham's house for giving of thanks day. Thank you for the invitation to wonderful feast. They show up and Amelia, Bertie immediately just start talking shop about different planes, different things they can do to fix them up, make them faster, more agile. Nomus, you're trying to like piece it in, but they're talking really fast and they're a lot more technically advanced than you are. So you're kind of having some trouble. But what surprises you is that Graham actually starts coming and making suggestions and talking about everything. And it comes out that Graham used to also be a racer that was Ooh. called Sylvia, the Stallion of the Sky. And she was a pretty renowned racer. Okay. okay, Sylvia. She was a pretty renowned racer. And that's kind of where Amelia got her roots from was her grandmother giving her that motivation to fly and train. That's why she's so excited about Amelia's career. I love that. Also, it's weird that she has a first name. Yeah, I was like, do I, f- <laughs> I kind of feel bad that we never asked Graham her like, but I don't want to know. Like, I feel awkward that I know her first name. Maybe that's her stage name. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> like, it just should be Graham. And Zaku Drag is very excited about the gravy and any of the sides that came with. But unfortunately, there was no chicken. Darn foxes. Darn foxes. He is purposely sitting next to his new friend's woods. Is there anything that you would be talking to Zaku Drag about? Oh, my gosh. We're probably talking about food. Um, Zog. Uh, yes. Did you get it? Did you get to like? I know you were racing, but did you get a chance to try those pizza logs? Pizza log. Pizza log. Yeah, it was at that tent. Remember, I told you it was like the cheese and sauce wrapped in like a like a thin kind of pastry and deep fried. Oh, I I do not know. I do not remember. Was this before or after the race? Well, uh, well, I guess it was. I ate them both times before and after. I think we yes, talked but before. when did you tell me about it? Oh. Because I do not remember you telling me about this wonderful invention that I did not get to try. Before the race. It was when we were at the cheese stand and we were talking about the hot oh, cheese. Oh, I apologize. Remember? You're probably uh. just preoccupied because we were talking about cheese. I'm like, oh, speaking of hot cheese, did you try the pizza logs? It It is coming back to me. I'm sorry. I I The race kind of drew my focus away for a little while. It's understandable. I will look out for pizza logs at next year's festival. Perfect. It's a date. We'll have them together. And then as the evening goes on, right before the actual dinner kicks off, Graham kind of disappears into the back and kind of is rummaging around and going through things. And you can kind of hear like throwing boxes around and stuff like that. And then she comes out with a quite distinctly childish version of a turkey that she puts onto the center island and hands each person a individual feather that's kind of this like makeshift, you know, like a toothpick on some cloth type feather. And she puts one in front of everybody. And you see that Amelia has her name on hers, but everybody else has a blank one. And she writes everyone's name on it. And she's going to go around the circle and she's going to ask everybody to put their feather back in the turkey, which you see has a lot of different feathers and a lot of different names on it and stuff. And she's going to say, when you put it back in, you have to tell me what you are thankful for on this giving of thanks day. She's going to look at the cat first. Uh, I guess I would be thankful for my new friends, Graham, a.k.a. Sylvia, (laughs) uh, Zockeldrog, and Amelia, and thankful that Amelia is teaching this four-legged feline how to fly, even though I walk on two legs, but, you know. And I stick my feather in the turkey. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds good. That's wonderful, dearie. Really, really jab it in there. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Sylvia. Show that turkey how grateful you are. (laughs) 
So Vasta will go next. And um, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm thankful for, you know, friends. I'm also thankful for, you know, being part of the order. Um, you know, it's great opportunity and great honor to serve the order. So, And then I stick my feather thing into the turkey. <laughs> Perfect. And then Graham's going to look over at Woods. Oh, my gosh. Um, so she, she, like, stands up for some reason, which, like, nobody else stood up, but she just, like, feels <laughs> the need to stand up. Um, and she kind of grabs – you can tell she's nervous, so she grabs her half-moon necklace or um, that she's wearing, and she kind of looks at it. And um, Well, I mean, I, I think I'm just – I'm thankful for this. And she just, like, looks at her friends and just, just to be here because I didn't think I would be here at one point, but now I'm here. Yeah. Um, and snacks. Can I be thankful for snacks? <laughs> of course, dearie. We all love snacks. Oh, good. And um, so she, now jab that turkey. Okay. And she like kind of <laughs> like just like sticks it high near the the neck, kind of. Ooh, going for a kill shot. <laughs> and Graham, what about you? What are you thankful for this year? I'm thankful to have to be surrounded by my loving family and friends. And Amelia, I'm I'm grateful I got to see you race one last time. Reminds me of the days when Benson and I used to race. Do you remember that, Benson? And she looks at you, Vaso, and she says, "Ah, do, do you remember the look on Aurora's face at the at when we won the race and back? Oh, what was it? Thirty years ago." Uh, Vaso is just gonna be like he's just gonna have a blank. He doesn't know what to say. I'm, I'm assuming I say uh, next uh, to you, Graham. I'm. That that's Vaso, not not Benson. Vaso, he's he's one of Benson's oh. uh recruits. Oh, I'm I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Vaso. Play along. I I get mixed up a little sometimes. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. They're, I mean, they're both half orcs, but they don't really look all that alike. He's kind of skinny, but I mean, yeah. So, Grandma, didn't you, know you. He did. looked he looks a lot like Benson when Benson was younger. Yeah, I guess I didn't really know Benson when he was younger. Yeah, Graham, could you tell us about Benson when he was younger? I had no clue you guys were friends. Oh, yes, our uh, our families go, go way back together. Well, how do we say this? Graham, as you noticed, has been having some trouble remembering things, so time's a little bit difficult for her. But we can talk about Benson, Aurora, and... My Graham, maybe after dessert? Oh, yeah. I mean, I was just, you know, making conversation. Yeah, I don't want to bring up sad times right now. Okay, well, who's well, next to stab the turkey? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she like is- I will go yeah, next. Yeah, Zocladrat, you stab that turkey. I am grateful for for winning the race today with partner Birdie, small gnome girl, and also for lovely Thanksgiving uh, giving of thanks day feast. <laughs> Yeah, we were really excited to have you here, and um, I'm thankful to be able to race again, even though I did get beat finally. Good job, Birdie. She kind of bows at Birdie. But I'm also really excited that I was able to join the order, just like Vaso. It got me more experience, and I could see more of the world, which was just a blessing for me. And I plus, I get to work with these new fancier air elemental ships that uh, Damien's been working on and upgrading, and that's always very exciting. And then she stabs her turkey in as well, or stabs her feather in the turkey. <laughs> <laughs> We're stabbing turkeys now. Really escalated. And Birdie, what about you? I'm grateful that I finally got to prove myself as the best racer in Vindra. <gasps> and that 
I got to race against the great Amelia Brooks. Well, you did a great job. And then with that, everyone's going to chow down on the gravy, mashed potatoes, carrots. No bird, but, you know, that's what it is. And in a giving of thanks day miracle, Granny Sylvia got everything right. Nothing's oversalted. Ooh. It all tastes delicious. Here we go. Okay. Then Woods is very, really enjoying herself, even though she ate about all yeah, of the food tents. <laughs> how are you still eating? Yeah. You know, it's a gift, really. Um, it's a gift, and I plan on running home, basically, <laughs> is my plan. It's a 10-hour flight, so that would roughly be about yeah. 10 weeks. <laughs> 10 days of running, and I should be ready to eat again. The rest of the evening kind of goes off without a hitch. Birdie and Zakladry really enjoy the conversation with you guys, but they depart a little bit early because they also have a second feast with Birdie's family, but she didn't want to pass up the opportunity to eat with the Brookses. And now you guys know that that's for two reasons. One, Amelia, but also Sylvia, Stallion of the Sky. So it's kind of a racing royalty type family. So you guys clean up everything, and then you find yourself sitting in the living room. Nomus has made himself a little bit of a little fire, so he can sit next to the nice warm fire. And Granny has made all of you guys a little bit of tea, and then she has brought out the pumpkin pie. Mm. You guys all find yourself just kind of sitting in the living room, chatting amongst yourselves, now just the smaller group. At this point, Amelia would be like, well, you were wondering about my Graham and Benson? Yeah, I think... I mean, we're sitting here in this fire and this pie and this tea, like story time. And she kind of like crosses her leg meditation style and like just kind of puts her elbows on her knees and like she's all in. Okay. So my Graham actually met Benson through his sister, Aurora. Aurora, I don't know if you know much about her, but she was another fellow knight in the order. She worked at the perimeter, so... Some people don't really know her all that well, but she was a, a really good warrior. But she got her start here in Findra as a ranger. And she, you know, spent the couple of years here working in the local order. And then obviously she was really excited about giving a thanks day in all of our festivals. So she got a chance to meet Sylvia, the stallion of the sky. And they just kind of hit it off and, you know, are really fast friends for quite a few years. Aurora was actually present at the uh, birth of my mother, Lydia, but shortly after that, she had to transfer over to the perimeter where she uh, kind of did majority of her renowned work as a, a knight. And it's kind of where her story took off. So Aurora kind of met her husband there, Clyde, and um, they were both working in the order as knights guarding the perimeter. But Aurora still tried to stop by every once in a while and kind of see how things were going. And that's kind of where she started bringing Benson around and then they started having like festivals and feasts with us. And then Benson and Graham started kicking it off. And as you just heard, Benson and Graham were flying partners as well. Woods is going to like lean in. So when we say flying partners, <laughs> do we mean like flying partners? But like air quotes. <laughs> no, not what you're thinking. Just normal pilot, co-pilot, just like Nomis and I. Get your mind out of the gutter, dear. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. The last time that Graham actually met Aurora, she was very excited because Aurora was with child. And they were both very excited because they had been trying for a while and everything. So that's why I think, I honestly think Graham's memory issues kind of started the day that Benson came and had to inform Graham that Aurora had perished in combat. So she never got a chance to meet her son. 
But Benson, being the sweet man that he is, has uh, maintained that relationship. And he still kind of sends letters every week to Graham and occasionally stops by. Hence probably why she's mixing Vaso and Benson up so much right now. And that's kind of the story of how we know Benson. Benson actually got me started in the order. I love that. Thanks for sharing with us. Yeah. Great story. To know, and she just like looks at her friends, to know Benson, a young Benson. Like, can we just like think on that for a minute? A young Benson. Like what, before he was all stoic and wise, was he always like that, Graham? Oh, no. (laughs) Benson, he was the life of the party. Hmm. Maybe that's why we get along so well. (laughs) He sees himself in me sometimes. Uh, You you guys mentioned that Benson wasn't always, like, at one point he was, you know, smaller. Like, did did he look like me or, like, like, how did he get bigger? Do you guys know that or? Well, it was, he he was just barely more than a boy when we first met. He was still growing. He, you know, grew grew up right in front of my eyes. I wouldn't say he, yeah, yeah, he was, uh, you know, he. He grew up like a normal half-orc boy. Woods is going to like smack your back like, ah, there's hope for you, man. There's still <laughs> hope for you, boy. I'm telling you, protein and weights. Go right. bulk up, hit the gym. We can go swimming. I think we can get some meat on these bones. And she like, is going to like pick up your skin. It's like, okay, wow. okay, okay. Leave me alone. <laughs> so what, what happened with Clyde? Do we know what happened to Aurora's husband? Um. So after... Aurora had passed. Clyde kind of cut ties with the order. I mean, his wife did die in combat at the perimeter fighting the Danoa, and he took his son and kind of left. He basically retired from the order, quote unquote, and tries to not maintain contact. So we don't really know what it happened from Clyde and their son. But what's uh, what was her son's name? I actually don't know. Oh, he was just an infant when. Aurora had passed, and we never, they never got the chance to share the news. Was Aurora also a half work? Yes, she was. Well, thank you so much for sharing. Yeah, I'm so excited that we got to share Giving of Thanks Day with you guys. It's always a really fun celebration of you know bringing family together, and this was fun. The feasts are always my favorite. Part. Well, I guess the flying is my favorite part. But oh, we're coming back next year because we have a title to, to get recapture. Now that I know. Yeah, the I probably, 411. I probably could have gave you more information, but it was kind of fun to see your reactions. So sorry about that. Yeah, I'm sure it was a blast watching a cat <laughs> fall through the air and throwing up on himself. You fell through the air? What? Yeah, they she, pretty much like Yeah, she was too busy eating. Yeah. I was free falling, jumping or like trying to get through hoops of paint. What? Where was um, you, yeah. I think you were what? snacking. Let's let's talk about the rift that opened during the race. Did I saw anybody that. see I that? I almost forfeited that and tried to like beeline towards that yeah I, I was gonna go but then i saw these like flying horses going right with yeah. that right, right? <laughs> flying horses i'm sorry i'm gonna need everyone to back up and explain because <laughs> i think we're, i think we're gonna need a snack intervention with yeah. our friend here i don't like, I, I think i think somebody know. has a, Wait, uh, fest, a problem the f- uh, first yeah. of all protein's never a problem second of all neither is melty cheese Maybe a snack intervention. Snack intervention. Snacking like is just that. Snack that was like the, the point of the festival, though. Where the, I mean, the, the booth, you the can tents. you can eat, but you know, we kinda, don't food shame me. We had a big race going on. I here. think the reason we lost is we didn't have the full support yeah. of our team here. Yeah. We're a, we're a tripod, and Listen. if one of yeah. our legs goes out, one of our legs, it's, it's over. 
Hey, pause it over. <laughs> and you, ma'am, <laughs> kicked out our tripod. I will say I got a little bit more involved with the melted cheese than I thought I would. Admit it. Alas, the bod is needing a break. So I, your humble innkeeper, shall give a few announcements. Hey guys, it's Sam. I just wanted to take a quick moment and thank you so much for listening. If you hadn't had the opportunity yet, we really strongly encourage you to check out our website at caradresstales.com. You'll find links there for our Discord and our Instagram. Go ahead and follow us at at caradresstalesdnd. This is where we post a lot of funny in-studio videos and um, photos of us here. Thank you so, so much for following along on this journey. I cannot believe we're already knee-deep in season two. Again, we really appreciate that you can do anything with your time and you're choosing to spend it with us. I hope you enjoy the show. Great. It appears the bard is back and ready to continue his tale. The next morning comes and you guys help Graham kind of clean up, make sure that the pigs are in the pen and everything's all set up and ready to go. I'll get Jefferson. You'll get Jefferson. He got out again. The pig piper here. <laughs> you don't see anything missing. So the thief seems to have vacated. Grant thinks it's a fox. I don't know if you told her you killed it or not, but it doesn't seem to be stealing anything anymore. Don't know why a fox would steal carrots, but whatever. And you guys pack up all of your belongings, which isn't much for you, and you jump on the plane and you have about a 10-hour flight back to Black Bay Harbor. Is there anything you guys wanted to discuss or try to do, play around with that contraption a little bit more? What was your guys' plans for this 10-hour flight back home? I feel like we have a thousand things to talk about. We do, but Nomis is on a ship right now. <laughs> Nomis, Buddy. it's time for me to fly. Can we? Okay. Let me fly for like an hour. Yeah, let's Let make... me think about it. Okay. I'm Why very at peace when I fly. Okay. And I'll get back to you. Why doesn't everyone gather their thoughts? And what let in two hours, <gasps> let's convene. I'll make a little like snack board. No. No <laughs> snacks. <laughs> Remember? We will, we will have a conversation because I feel like there's some things that we need to talk about, not in front of anyone. Does Amelia count as somebody? Correct. Yeah, we can't have this conversation. Yeah, the boat's big, right? The I ship's mean, big. It's big enough. And there might be enough noise that you could get away from the cockpit. Yeah. How big's your ship? Big enough. <laughs> big enough. <laughs> so you are going to fly with Amelia. And I kept those goggles, by the way, that she gave me. Oh, so now you even look more the part. You got your flying goggles on with your helmet. And my red scarf. Oh. <laughs> and I even oh. kept a patch of my painted suit. Oh, did you make it a patch? That's awesome. Heck yeah. No, miss, I wanted to clarify, <gasps> you have a feather token in your inventory. They did not collect it after the race. Oh, I was thinking about that when I listened. Consider when I that a consolation prize. You have Featherfall. It's a, is it a one-use, though? Yep, it's a one-use yep, token of Featherfall for yourself. Except you have to play free-falling when you use it. <laughs> <laughs> While you're falling. While I'm falling. I'm a good cat. <laughs> <laughs> Loves his mama. And... Your two hours goes up unless there's something you wanted to talk about or try fancy while you're flying. She's just going to give you flying time. I think I would try to talk to Amelia more about Benson's history. Okay. 
what types of things are you interested in? I thought I heard somewhere, I can't remember who told me, but was Benson adopted? He and his yeah. sister, and there was some connection with the Frost Giant? Yeah, I think Carmine and I talked to you about that in that party that I had about, oh, two, mo- about two months ago. Yeah. yeah. And um, Benson and Aurora were um, adopted by Virun, which is that Frost Giant that used to own um, Heaven's Cloud Brewery. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, now now his son owns it. Okay. Yeah, I didn't want to bring it up at the party because I didn't know about, you know, the sensitive the sub, you know. I appreciate that. I want. I try to keep Graham in high spirits. I know that Aurora's passing was pretty hard on her and Benson, for that matter. But it's also good to relive the past and not forget it. So I don't want Graham to forget her past, but also not dwell on it. Sure. Yeah. So was Benson a good pilot? Did well, he, he, he was a co-pilot, and his flying time was before my time. I mean, I'm only 16 years old, so that was before my time. All right. Yeah. 16? Oh, there yeah. you wow, go. There old. it is. <laughs> That's the look on all of our faces. Oh, yeah. You know, gnome, gnomes are short-lived. We have short lifespans, so we mature faster. And I mean, adults I always about thought it was 10. the opposite. Why do I think gnomes lived a while? Oh, no, no. We're, I mean, the life expectancy of a gnome is only like 45. Graham's, <gasps> Graham's like ancient, but she's doing awesome. Must be that racing blood in her. Maybe y'all should... Do less daredevil stuff? Well, I mean, we age really fast. So if you don't do daredevil stuff now, when are we going to do it? You can't do it later. Live in the moment. I can't argue with that. And then as you're having this conversation, you put together that over the course of the giving and thanks day, you talked about like, Graham had mentioned they had short lives. They like to live life to the fullest. And then you put together like, oh, that's why the gnome race is kind of known as the daredevils. Like they're always just going 100 miles an hour at whatever they do. They really live. They just grab life and just live it. Because if they suffer a life-altering injury, they they don't have to deal with it for long. So after your two <laughs> hours of flying with Amelia, you get called back by, I'm assuming, Woods to have a conversation on the last six-hour leg of this flight. I guess eight hours leg of this flight because I can do math. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to pull you guys into the back. I would assume there's – so, like, the layout of the ship. Is there, like, a, a, like a, gal, a gully galley? What is the thing you go underneath? Like, can we go down inside the ship or no? We're just on top of it. It's just be one level. Picture, like, a helicarrier, like okay. a Coast Guard air rescue one. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of the size I was picturing. Okay. So that size, but it, again, it would be loud enough. You would have enough privacy that you wouldn't think uh, Amelia would overhear your guys. Okay. There's probably like a somewhat separated cockpit area where Amelia yeah. is, and the rest of it's just like an open space. Okay, so I we find like a space in the back table chairs sit down i've made like a snack board so where's like some beef leather some nuts some little chocolates i thought you were going to work on her while i was flying the ship i'll just uh, i'm going to take the food from her and then i'm just going to start eating it yeah that's fine that's (laughs) why i write it it's for us but it yeah i'm going to take all of it away from you oh it's fine don't food shame me it's hey i i gotta get big remember you do protein focus on the dried meats and the nuts okay I'm eating it all. Perfect. Go for it. All right. She reaches in her bag and takes her own little yeah, bag. Like, wow. <laughs> Duh. Um, I mean, where do we start? So ideally, we would just go back, get the artificer rift thing, and take it back, right? That's ultimately like ideally. what we're trying to accomplish here. I mean, ideally, but he, here are my questions. What is Norma? I Yeah. I've only had a little taste of it. Going through the rift. Is like 
is it a mirror plane? Like there's a Dorma Carmine and a us Carmine. Are like is it are those like just doppelgangers on the other side? Like is it like are there us over there? I mean there could be because I was thinking about the tapestry that you got from the Aracoca. Yes, thank you. Teresa. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's a very balanced oh. situation. Like So does that like mean- there's quote bad gods fighting a good harbinger and then on one side there's like good gods fighting a bad one so yeah i feel like there's like this alternate opposing sides i feel like we should leave it alone there's a i mean if if there's multiple planes like if there's you know like a mirror like i feel like they should stay over there and we stay over here but they're not staying over there I mean, I agree. Like, we know that there's multiple planes, right? Like, we, we know that this exists, but I f- feel like they're trying to escape to this side. And I feel like there's cities there with people who are probably far worse off than the people in our own, if you want to call it a realm. Realm. I like realm. That are being attacked by Denoa. Like, obviously, the Carmine we just met prefers it on this side. Carmine D. Carmine D. <laughs> Carmine Prime. <laughs> so, Okay. So we know these things exist. Also, and she's like really struggling because she keeps going back to this dream that she had that she hasn't told her friends about yet. And she's trying to figure out if she wants to tell her friends about it. So I had, okay, so I had this dream. And in this dream, I'm in this forest and I'm a baby and I'm like walking like towards myself, but it's like dark. And I, I think it was Dorma. I think I saw myself in the other plane. So I, I think there are versions of us over there. So how, how long ago did you have this dream? Uh, it would have been about two months ago because it was after the Top Chef episode. Um, I was like, it was like two. It was the night, you know, it was the night of the the chicken fried rice and the chicken and so, egg such sandwich. A, such an epic night. <laughs> a lot was revealed that night. <laughs> so much. <laughs> Master Chef Vasa over here. Yeah, Top Chef. <laughs> Top chef, top chef, top yeah. chef also. So I just, I'm concerned that we, I'm, I'm just, I'm doubting the order. Like, are we stopping these people from coming here to be safe and free? I mean, that, that's a good question. I, I don't know. Well, I mean, the order's job is to keep the Denoa out. The Denoa are bad, right? I, I mean, it seems that way. It seems like the Denoa are so bad. So are, are you suggesting that we just let the Denoa come through? No. Then why but, do you doubt the order? But we also know that isn't Benson a part of the the shock troop where they can actually go to the other plane? Yeah, they fit so, in the 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 tapestry has the same symbol as his shield. Did you realize that? I don't. I mean, I might. I think Nomus would have known it, but me yeah, personally, you guys would have put that together. Yeah, I think all the characters would have noticed that Benson's shield is the symbol of the order of, of light which is a yin-yang, and the tapestry was a picture of a yin-yang that showed you know, the harbinger destruction on one side fighting a lot of the light gods, and then the harbinger creation being the white dot fighting a bunch of the dark gods. I don't... So there's, there's an order on that side that's keeping... Us from them? The light, whatever the light, whatever the light equivalent to the Dunoa. Us? Which, uh, the order? Know. I don't know. <laughs> you know? I don't know. I don't know. Do you think we can trust Benson? I think we can either ask Benson 
we can go to the library, see what we can find there. Or maybe this the Alacroca person that made the tapestry may know more. Teresa. Okay. I say we go to Benson. I mean, if he finds out we're doing this behind his back, he'll he's going to kick us out. And then there's going to be nothing we can do. Okay. So we get kicked out. I, I don't. Then we lose all of our order of light privileges and we lose the riff thing and we hose okay. Carmine and I, I'm going to Benson because I'm not I I love the order. Like this is my life now. Like this is my livelihood. I'm not I'm not gonna risk that okay for a few for the possibility that, you know, there There's another you? Yeah, that there's another me. So we're we going into this with like honesty is the best policy and just tell Benson here's everything that happened. Like full transparency or just or like we are we going and asking questions like also Carmine only stays for a couple of days by the time like we get back Carmine's going to be gone. So we'd have to go back, open a riff in that cave and hope that he's still there. Yeah. How how long? I mean, I mean how, he, how long was giving of thanks? How, how long have we been gone already? Like two, three days now? Uh, the giving of thanks celebration was the next day so you guys left carmine on let's say it was like a monday night mm -hmm. you guys had festivities all day that tuesday and now you're flying back wednesday okay so it's going to be two days by the time we get there it's going to take another day to get back if we convince him if yeah to let us assuming, go yeah well didn't carmine prime like barricade himself in that cave uh in the in dorma yeah yeah like i i just remember I mean, I was out of it with severe vertigo, <laughs> but you know, I I thought he, he did, barricaded himself, he, and then yeah, but he his, would go through the rift to get food. But his and, rift is gone now. Right, so we don't know if he's able to get out of the cave. She stares at her friend Vaso. What can we? And she's gonna like scoot closer to you. What happened? Because that is not you. I don't know. I just lost it. Something just came over me. I don't. I don't know what happened. I just got really, really angry. I mean, we all felt very different things in that rift. But, like... I can't explain why I felt confident, and I don't know if you can explain I mean, I just felt why like, you're such, you know, peace with everything. Yeah, I mean, it was a rift. Like, how, how are you so peaceful with that? <laughs> it just... I can feel... I can feel my God, but it makes sense, because when we look at the tapestry, Lucha's on the Indorma. So when I go there, I'm literally closer to her. Because she's there. Well, maybe maybe Vaso's connecting with one of the gods in Dorma, the same way you were connecting with with yours. In Dorma or here, like an I angry mean, I, god. I I couldn't maybe. I couldn't tell you. I just felt you angry. were just. But I just I get so nervous that we're gonna get in situations later with these rifts and. Well, you can count on one thing. I'm gonna close rifts. Yeah, but what if we're <laughs> there? Well, then don't go through the rift. <laughs> Because I mean, like, what? When? Since when did we decide that we're gonna go through rifts? Like, when was that decided? When we? I think I, that was me. I just did it. That that was my overconfidence playing into I it. I don't know when it was decided. I just, I don't know. It's like a horcrux to you. I read about it in this book about this wizard. Oh yeah, they like the, the seven books. Yeah. yeah, it was like seven books. But they like, like, I feel like the closer you got to it, the angrier you were, you were getting. Yeah, I just kind of. Built up over time. All right. So I think we need to do better as the three of us coming together for a plan. <laughs> like she, she laughs as she eats some nuts. <laughs> I agree. Like no offense. I think the two of you are very 
can be polar opposites with what we want to do. And I'm, I ride the middle a lot. So I think, but do you, do you agree? Don't you agree that we shouldn't be sneaking around behind Benson's back? Cause I mean, imagine like the stakes, like just look at the stakes here. Like if they, if they catch us like trying to get this device. Oh, I'm not saying we need to, I, I think we need to like try to arm ourselves with some information before we go talk to Benson. Okay. If there's some way we can like gather some information and if, Benson validates that. Okay. But then again, if he says the opposite of what we found out. We need to find somebody in the order. I don't think Benson would lie to us at this point. I think Benson sounds like he's born and bred in the order. So I think Benson's going to protect the order at all costs, and he's going to do whatever the order is telling him to do. If that's right, if that's not right, I don't don't know. And I, but I think that's the personality we're going to get from him. So I think and maybe it's Damien, you know, maybe, I, I don't know, but I think I agree. Well, maybe we just take, we get back, take a half a day. One of us can check out the library. One yeah. of us can go talk to Teresa. Somebody can talk to Damien, maybe. Maybe you can talk to Benson. Like maybe we just kind of start asking some questions specifically around. like What ha- is actually on the other side? What is Dorma? Have you been to the other side? Are there people? Are there doppelganger? Like all of the things. And then let's convene and figure out a plan. Because I do agree. I don't want to steal things and get our... I mean, you have the perfect... With the dream you had. Yeah. That could be your perfect segue into uh, why am I having this feeling and then see what they say about... Okay. Yeah. And then we could always just bring up that we saw Carmine. Yeah. I mean, that's... And we'll, we'll just tell them that we closed the riff and... Because you know, we, we did, we, yeah, we, we didn't, did. we didn't do like a crazy escapade to the other side. We don't have to. I'm cool with leaving that out. <laughs> Stick with the basic facts. Stick yeah. with the basic facts, but not lie about it. And yeah, it's not, not lie, lie about. <laughs> okay. Maybe I can go up there, fly with Amelia some more, and just maybe pick her brain too. Okay. Hey, what do you know about? Yeah, Amelia's your girl. Go for it. I am her co-pilot. She's 16. I know. I feel. What I feel that? weird about did, did that. She, you gotta ask her. Did she have a super sweet sixteen? Yeah. Yeah. And if not, we definitely need to throw her one. Yeah. I. I'm first of all. I'm I mean, you're the chef, so I mean. Yeah. I'll and, get the snacks. And Basso's eating the rest of the snacks. Yeah. So. I thought she was like older. Yeah. Sixteen, baby. What's this like? A hundred and thirty-four. Because <laughs> <laughs> she kept telling me all the races she won year after year after year after year. And then she joined the order. So is she flying at like five years old? Oh my gosh. <laughs> this is I have a I don't know. Wild. I know. So advanced. So advanced. Kind of like she's a prodigy <laughs> from a racing family. So we're getting close to getting back to Black Bay Harbor. You're starting to see uh, the missing peak volcano, the inactive volcano that sits beside Black Bay Harbor. And are you going up to talk to Amelia or are you going to talk to her at a different time? I feel like I should talk to her now because we're both in our element flying. Okay. I feel like that's when our rapport is it's kind of more at level. its best. Yeah. Yeah. So I'd say you guys start seeing the missing peak volcano in the distance, which you know it makes you about an hour out because it is such a large volcano. So you make your way back up to the cockpit to be her co pilot some more. Okay. I think I would sit down and how are we looking, Amelia? How's. Well, we got about an hour left. Did you want to get some more flight time in? Sure. All right. Well, yeah. Why don't you grab the yoke? All right. Nomis is flying, feeling pretty good. And I think at one point I would just kind of like casually like, um, 
Hey, Millie, do you ever wonder what's on the other side of like the rifts that open? Like what's well, the only thing that I've ever seen is the the well, I guess the Danoa, and then we told you about the the Dark Knight incident where Benson fought the Colossal. So I know that there's a terrifying monster on the other side that I don't want to tangle with. Right. But I mean, up here in the sky, I'm mostly just providing you know ground support or transportation, or as you guys notice, when I need to directions to where Danoa are, you know, fighting or killing citizens. Yeah, I guess just recently I've been thinking a lot about it. Just we close all these rifts and we know creatures are coming out of it, but like they have to live there, right? Like there has to be somewhere for them to sustain. Yeah, yeah, like I a think... like a land or a you know something. Like yeah. well, what's and I think that was what Damien had in mind when started the shock trooper corps when we finally learned how to do those phase rounds to get our troops to the other side. Mm-hmm. We were able to do a little bit more groundwork, but from what I've told, it's mostly just smoke and dust and these monsters around but i mean getting the shock trooper core guys to really talk about it's always a little bit you know tricky so why did they form the shock trooper like was it like a surprise attack on the Danoa? like fight them on their own turf well i think well damien started it when he created the phase rounds because we really didn't have a way to get over there right it was kind of scary to go through a rift that we didn't have to keep open that would be crazy right so instead we finally invented this technology where we could go there and back it's kind of hard on the body so not many people volunteer to do it but i think when damien started it he wanted it to be kind of like a scientific ex- exploration like know your enemy like let's sure. just see their territory see how they behave but i mean it's still pretty infant in its creation it's only been around for about 10 years so i don't know how much they've learned from that yet is damon is he like pretty approachable for that Sort of questions like, are you interested in joining? I mean, I think you'd be much better as a pilot. No, I love being a pilot. I'm, I don't know, just I mean, curiosity of what's over there. We, you know, my experience with Damon is he is always excited to push that technological envelope. That's why he's always tinkering with my stuff or the planes. He's made that rift creation device. He's always trying to find the next best thing. So I'm sure he'd be interested in seeing what you could information you could provide him or seeing what he could have you do for him. Why do you ask? Oh, like I said, I was just curious what's what's over there and my first interaction with him was kind of embarrassing. But uh I heard about that. Yeah, not my proudest moment. <laughs> so I just didn't know if he was, you know, he seems like a mysterious guy to me. I didn't know if he entertained recruits coming to him and just talking to him or if he's I'm sure he would he's uh always been a life of the party is what I've heard and from my experience he holds up to that so maybe a good take him to the high brew inn and have some drinks with him he'd be open to that the high brew inn or whatever that oh that's heaven, a very, heaven's cloud yeah brewery. it's a very fuzzy night for me <laughs> <laughs> yeah heaven clouds brewery he likes that spot okay it's a local hangout for the order got it now you guys have gotten your ranks up and able to leave the base it'd probably be a good idea for the listeners and the players, I based Damien off of like Howard Stark mm, type atmosphere. Uh, I was getting those vibes. So he's like very scientific, pushing the envelope, very intelligent, but life like of the party. Young Ho- Howard Stark. Yes, like, like the younger Howard Stark. In um, like uh, Captain America. Yep. Mm, with a mustache, I picture he has a mustache now. A I mean, centaur, a centaur with, with a mustache. mustache. <laughs> 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 also, a fantastic 
episode title. A <laughs> <laughs> oh, centaur with a mustache. All right. Well, I'm going to bring us into land. Um, if you can, you want to observe how we do the approach, you're welcome to. Oh, yeah. I'm picking your young 16-year-old brain. <laughs> yep. How you fly so well. And you'll notice that she like makes a big sweep of the base first to kind of inspect to make sure the landing site's ready for her and everyone's out of the way to kind of also announce her presence and then you know intricately touches down because it is a smaller footprint that she needs to touch down in because it's basically like a helicopter landing pad and she runs the engines down and she's like oh well thank you guys for helping me out with graham i'm glad it was just a fox and um we were able to take care of it and hopefully uh that's the end of it yeah i mean thank you so much for sharing your family and holiday traditions with oh, us. Oh, yeah, I was so excited. It worked out for giving a thanks day. I've always wanted to bring friends home for that, and it was very exciting. And now I found a new co-pilot for next year. I'm we in. can't let me get rusty. Like We got to find time to keep training. Sure. I like this idea. Yeah, I do too. Is there other festivals we can go to and practice? Because I could, I could really bulk up on my snacking. Oh, yeah. I mean... We usually have a few festivals hey. a year, not as big as giving a thanks day, but you know, we always have races going on and those usually bring in a pretty big crowd. I'm in. Well, if it isn't my long lost recruits. Oh. And you see Benson approaching you from where you just landed. Hi, Benson. Benny, what's up? Hello, sir. Nice to see you all. Benny, Nomis has learned to fly. <laughs> Nomis is also referring to himself in the third person now. <laughs> Nomis is... Doing that, yes. No Are you on drugs, son? I am. I am high on elemental ship, sir. Nomis is flying high. It's good to tell see him. You tell again, him, Amelia. I'm doing like drifts and he was. What'd you call it? Something about a G G forces? Yeah, yeah. He I'm was, all over it. Can you believe it or not? Nomis was my co-pilot for the Rainbow Drop race, Benson. Is that so? I heard we have something in common, Benson. Co-pilots extraordinaire. <laughs> uh, Benson is glaring daggers at Amelia. <laughs> Graham said he's just like you, but maybe a little bit better, and she kind of winks and Uh-oh. then runs off. <laughs> Should I start running laps now? Like, is that... <laughs> no. Am I Listen, not supposed to know uh... that about you, Benson? I think it's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, thank you. Uh, Listen, I, I have a... A gift for the three of you. Uh, you've been making amazing progress since you got here and uh, took a little time to get together while you were away, but uh, I've arranged for some new equipment for the three of you. Oh. Ooh. Yes. Uh, I have a couple of the staff at base here working on some things for you. You should talk to uh, Ashton and Ada. Ashton and Ada. Where would we find Ashton and Ada? You would know that Ashton is the local armor and weaponsmith. So just to put it out, Damien is the artificer, so he's going to be like that more specialty gear, whereas Ashton's going to be the more general, like, order needs, like normal weapons, normal armor, that type of stuff. Got it. And Ada is the master magic trainer. So she's going to be in the library. Nomis thanks you very much, Benson. Okay. Oh, <laughs> all right. So we're leaving now. Thank, thank you, sir. Yeah. Thank You're you. quite welcome. You've you've earned it. Some well-deserved upgrades. Should we just like head there now, maybe? Sure. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's go. Which one are you guys going to first? You pick. 
She looks at Vaso. Let's go. Let's go to Ashton first. The armor. When you uh, arrive at the forge, you see a person in like a heavy blacksmith's apron, and they actually have something that looks like a uh, prototype of a welding mask on. As they are hammering a weapon of some sort, you can't quite tell what it is yet because it's incredibly hot. But it's on the anvil, and they are they they are actively working on it. Um, hello, knock knock. They look up and they turn to you and they say, "Oh, hello. Uh, sorry about that. I got a little lost in what I was doing." Uh, n- n- no worries. Uh, we're we're here from the order. Um, oh, I think you that- must be Benson's new recruits. Yeah, it's it. Great to meet you. Listen, uh, he told me a lot about you. Uh, I'm happy to make you whatever you'd like. Uh, he gave me some some specifications to work with, and I think uh, they tell you. I can make you one item from this pre-approved list of things that Benson arranged for. Okay, that's awesome. What are what are you working on over there? It looks very involved. This? Oh, yeah, it's well, I I just focus on my work on on everything that I create here. I put a personal touch on everything. This is a a custom order for one of the the higher level senior shock troopers. It's a it's a special sword that I'm working on uh, seeing if I can do something special with it oh is what are we looking at who is ashton uh ashton is a human person do we know the gender they prefer they them pronouns okay i like it i'm thinking battle x (laughs) you didn't have to think long about that well i mean a battle x i think i can do something with that maybe something special with that tell me what uh what did you have in mind uh if, if you could have an axe that did anything what would it do Oh, I don't know. Um, you know, maybe like have lightning bolts come out of it or something. <laughs> a lightning sword. I like it. I'll I'll see what I can do. Okay. Yeah, that'd be great. I appreciate it. You got it. Yeah. Uh, what about the two of you? What 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 are you looking for? Okay. Can we can we soup up my arrows a bit? I've done a little bit of development into some experimental arrows. I I have some customers who come back for them quite often. I think I can find you something you'll like. Yeah, I'm thinking like maybe um, ones where the heads are a little bit longer and have some spiky arrows, like some like kind of spikes coming off of them. Mm, I was you want you want your shots to stay. I I was thinking more like they de- dig in a little deeper. Oh, that's mm. bad news for you, Vaso. <laughs> <laughs> and then I don't know, maybe I just, I thought we could just jazz up my arrows a bit. If we made them shorter, would they go further? No, I I don't think that's how that works. If we made them longer, would they go further? They might. I I I can figure something out for you. You want your arrows to go further? I think I just I want them. No, I want them to hit harder. Oh, you want them to great. hit harder? Okay, I'll see what I can do. <laughs> she like winks at Vaso. It's like, can you make me a special shield that deflects all of her arrows from me? <laughs> and if you've noticed, I've only ever hit you in the thigh. Like that's my go-to spot for you. It's he just... needs an iron shield to put over his butt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I need to cover my butt. Do you have a butt, butt shield? Do you have a... Excuse me, do you have a butt? Can you weld a butt shield, please? A butt shield. Oh, no. We're just, <laughs> we're, we're no, 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 no. We're just joking. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I must not be in on the joke. She shot me like three times. Okay. Oh, that, it was that's what it is. Why? Are we counting? Are we count? Is that a thing? Are we counting? Yeah, we're counting. Is it three for or sure. two? I thought it was two. It's uh, one it too feel, many. It feels like three. <laughs> it can be three. And she like goes to reach for her arrow. It's like, come on. 
Just kidding. Maybe I should get a plunger arrow just to shoot him with. There you go. <laughs> Ashton, you're fun. Oh, thank you. Um, okay, so arrows that hit harder, uh, a battle axe, and uh, wh- wh- what did you want again? Did I ask you already? Uh, you did. I'm. I don't know. Is it just a weapon, or is it like something I can wear that would? I can make, make me... armor too. Is there something you can make that would make me like faster and harder to hit? Hmm. I tend to use my speed a lot. Yeah. So normally I would suggest just a a, a certain type of boot, but I don't think you wear those most of the time, do you? I don't. No. Hmm. Let me. Maybe something I could wear around my ankle. Like maybe makes me. I run think a little faster. That you might be better off talking to Ada about that kind of thing. She can do the the magic. And okay. I I mean I could make the item to to act as the uh, the catalyst, but I I think Ada can help might be able to help with some sort of enchantment that would help you with that. Uh, it's either that or do something with this rapier. I think your stick needs to be pointier. Excuse me. <laughs> a pointy stick. I I think I might be able to come up with something. Okay. I um. mean, you you got the one you have is kind of dull. Like uh, you, look at you. Look at all the pizzazz you have. Look, Ashton, don't you think he needs more pizzazz in his in his weapons? Uh they look Nomus up and down and Nomus, do you wanna tell tell us what outfit you're wearing? Oh geez, I'm I'm like very hodgepodgey right now because I think I'm still wearing my goggles. <laughs> I have a red scarf on. I have a vest on with like a patch of a tie-dye paint. <laughs> Maybe a little vomit. I don't know. It's all in there. I think uh, he has more pizzazz than the rest of us combined already. But yeah. I do like my sword does not have any pizzazz. See? Could you make mm. it like glow or have some sort of like fire? Fire. fire. See, now we're talking. Everyone always wants a fire sword. Well, what, <laughs> what other element thing can you do with a sword? Well- if I'm very into music. Lightning. I want fire hmm. arrows. Could you do like a? Well, fire arrows are easy. You just light regular arrows on fire. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I have fire arrows. Could you do like a thunder type of thing? Well, I mean, if, like, if like your friend shocks. is already going to have a, a lightning axe, a thunder sword seems redundant. See, there's water. Well, if you had to make an elemental type weapon that no one really uses, what would you what about... create? What about an air elemental weapon? I dig it. What would it do? I hmm. Let me let me think on that. I think I think I can come up with something you'll like. Like I can create like big gusts of wind, or I, I like it. I like where you're going. I, it I'll work air, with like, I'll work I'm, with Ada. I'm learning how to fly, and I think yeah, I like the air thing. I like this place, and she's like picking up things. <laughs> Just they're probably hot oh, or something. Please please be careful with that. Oh uh, oh, it, she's like. That's it. a that's a custom order. It's just very expensive. She like hands it back to you. <laughs> okay, well, before you go, I should uh I, I I need to get some some measurements, I guess, for you. Uh look, I have a a handful of different weapons over here that are that are weighted differently. If you want to just try those out and see what feels best, let me know and I'll I'll try and make something close to that weight for you. Basta goes up and just starts picking up axes and just Start swinging them, and then he finds the right one. 
I don't know what size it is. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the a, right, it's the it's right, the right one. one. It's a two. Yeah, doesn't matter. It's it's the right size for Vaso. It feels yeah. right when that's, you swing that's it, the size. and that's all that matters. Yeah. I feel like I would find a rapier that's maybe a little lighter and more flexible. This will lean nicely into the air elemental. I'm excited about this. Woods is over in the like um, archery shop, like Allie set up, and she's looking at different bows, yeah. and arrows, yeah. and stuff. And she like picks up a different bow. She really likes it. All right. It's uh, feel like it's got more like contrap. There's like wheels on it and like contraptions. It's not like her standard longbow. And she's but she's not very good with it. Not yet. That not one's yet. a a little tricky to learn for most people. What is this? Uh, something that I came up with. It's a new type of bow. I dig it. Yeah. Well, it's just a prototype. It's it's still got some issues i can't quite work out i'm not i don't know if it's ready to to sell uh or, or to give someone it really it might cause it might cause you more problems than it's worth as you say that she like flings back an arrow and it like goes wildly out of control <laughs> yep mm. and Basto is just hitting the ground yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're behind me um, oh i understand the butt shield now yep. yeah <laughs> um ashen can I help you with this? You think I can come like hang out and 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 like shoot this? Uh, sure. Yeah, if if you want. Uh, okay. I'd be happy to have somebody test it. I haven't had a lot of time to work on it lately, but if I have somebody who's willing to come and test it regularly, I might be able to make some progress. All right, I'll uh I'll stop by maybe tomorrow. Uh, a couple about, couple days. How about like next week? I that sounds I do good. have to do some prep for the festival, and you know things are things are gonna get busy this week. All right, sounds good. Ashton, okay. I know you're a very busy person, and this might be a better question to ask Ada. And I'm going to pull out the wooden dagger that I, I've been carrying around. <laughs> Does this seem like anything other than just a wooden dagger to you? Uh, they take the wooden, they reach for the dagger and say, can I see that? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. They take it, and they look at it pretty closely, and kind of weigh it on their hand a little bit. Uh, they try just like swiping it a little bit, but no- nothing really seems to be happening and they're not reacting to anything. And they hand you back the, the wooden dagger and they say, um, I mean, it honestly, it just seems like a normal, ordinary wooden dagger to me. Okay, that's kind of what I thought, but I'm, I just keep you know lugging it around. Where it came from? I mean, that might, that might tell me something about it. Very long, complicated story, uh, kind of met a one of the goddesses Valdania in a dream and when I woke up this dagger was next to me. They are looking at you like the same way that Benson looked at you when he asked if you were on drugs. Yep. <laughs> I've been flying uh, for ten hours too, so and they say know. okay, well I've never had a dream where a goddess gives me a fake toy weapon before, but I mean if you know I I don't know what to make of that, Nomus. I don't either. I figured you might be a person who would who would know. Uh, I appreciate you looking. I don't. I mean, you could you could ask around. I, Ada might know something. She she is more, like I said, more magical than I am. I I have experience with it, but it's not my. Ada's much more of an expert. Got it. Thank you. So you guys have successfully given Ashton kind of what you're looking for. He tested out some weapons to get the right weight and feel. And I think you guys are done at Ashton's. Are you heading over to Ada's? Yeah, we're on a shopping spree. So Ada is in the library. She is the magic master of the order. You guys would have 
knowing that ahead of time, because there's really only one person that practices magic, I guess we'll circle around and say world world knowledge. If you guys haven't placed it together now, normal citizens can't do magic. Just the order of light can do magic. That's kind of like the hint that you oh, guys are special. All magic. Yep. So this is a kind of a low magic world when it comes to the citizens. Okay. So not much people know much about magic, so that's why there's only one magic trainer. Oh. All right. Well, I guess Hello. we go find Ada. Hello. Welcome to the library. Are you Ada? Yes, I'm Ada. Uh, my name's Nomis. This is Vaso, and this is Woods. Nomis, uh, Vincent. and Woods. Yeah. Hi. Hi. Uh, oh, Benson. you're Benson's recruits. Yeah. Yes, we are. Okay. He told us to come talk to you. Yes. What can I help you with? He said he was working on some Oh, yes. Gifts. Yes, that's right. I'm supposed to give you some gifts or training, whichever you want. Um, he he said he said there there were specification. Did he say what those were or? Oh, um, I mean the specifications for me is a little bit different because I can either train you in a new spell or I can work with Ashton to make your weapons a little bit better. Um, uh, oh, go ahead, Ada. Yes, she, and she pulls. She has like a she has a satchel that she carries and it goes like around her. The crossbody. Can you make this a bag of holding? A bags of holding? Yeah. You know, I heard I heard that there's magic out there that can extend the amount of space an item can carry. So you want an enchantment on your bag? Yes. To hold more more. I think that's something we can arrange. Snacks. And she looks at her friends. Snacks are the best. They are, but no, I really, I just want to be able to hold, I want to be able to hold more things. That's something I can do. Do you want a new bag or do you want me to add the enchantment to that bag? How long does it take? About one week. I would like a new bag. Okay. Can you make it kind of look like this? She like shows her bag. Yes, I can. Thank you. That's easy. Uh, Yeah, so I'm getting an axe made. Okay. And I was wondering if I could... Have lightning bolts come out of it. Oh, a lightning it. enchantment. Yeah. Yes, I can work with Ashton to do that. Okay. Yeah, that'd be great. And you, Kat? Uh, no, miss. No, miss. Yes. Uh, I think Ashton's working on a air elemental sword. Ooh, that sounds exciting. I so know. same thing, an uh, uh, enchantment for you? Yes. Specifically air. I thought it sounded kind of cool. I yeah. see your goggles. Are you? Oh, I, a, I forgot. I'm still wearing them. I'm still wearing these things. Are you a pilot? I have been getting lessons from Amelia. Ooh, Amelia Brooks. I really like her. I do too. We're we're good friends. Yes, she's very pleasant. She's only sixteen. Oh yes, oh, gnomes. 16. Gnomes age quickly. I had no idea. She's been here for about. Five years or so. So she came to us quite young, but she's obviously shown she's capable. Oh, very much so. So anyway, you like my goggles? Yes, I do. I think that would go well with the wind elemental. Maybe we can get some flight or wind walls or something that will come from your rapier. That would be awesome. Perfect. Thank you. This would be a fun project. I'll always love teaming up with Ashton. Thank you. Ada, how long have you been the master of magic here at the order? A couple decades. Oh. Why? I just, I didn't, 
so magic's like new, right? To well, us, I guess, growing up without it really around. Yes, the order is predominantly the only people that can use magic. I just it's it's just intriguing being able to do all these kind of fun things. Yes, that's why I was excited to work here so I could learn more. Uh, what is Ada? What's she her? is a lizard folk. Ooh, <laughs> hence the the hence long S's. <laughs> does she have little glasses? Because I picture with little glasses. Yes, she does. Yes, that makes me happy. <laughs> and like, are they on a chain? They can be. They are now. They In are my now. Head, and she has a cardigan. I don't know why she's an old lady. Old lady she's, lizard she's, lady. She's pretty old. <laughs> she's like a school marm. So yeah, a yes. uh, well, um, so if you've been around for decades, are are you pretty familiar with, with Dorma? No one is familiar with Dorma too much. Is there magic on that side? I We have the Denova. Is that all we know that comes from there? The Shock Trooper Corps is trying to learn more. Okay. So far we know there's a monster that's too large, luckily, to fit through the wrists. Okay. They refer to them as the Colossal, I believe. The whole thing is just kind of a lot. Yes. But luckily, our god, the Harbinger, keeps us safe, as well as the Order, of course. Of course. We do our best. We're getting there. That's why we're getting you new equipment, so you can do even better. We appreciate the help. Yes. Thank Anything you. I can do. I have another question. Yes. I have this wooden dagger. <laughs> oh, <laughs> let me see it. Can you tell me anything about it, or is it just a wooden dagger? And I'm oh. going to go through the whole spiel about Valdania again. Oh, Valdania gave it to you. Or you had a dream of Valdania and it showed up? Yes, next to me when I woke up. Oh, let me see it. And she's going to... Probably take, I'm going to say like three minutes just holding it and looking at it. And then at one point for like a minute solid, she's just like staring at it without moving at all. And you're like, yeah, exactly. You're like, uh, did she fall asleep or what? And she keeps turning it over, turning it over. And then she looks at you. Can I try something? Sure. Thank you. And then she takes her nail, which are pretty sharp because they're kind of like mini talons, the lizard folk. And she drags a scratch across like the hilt of it. And then you kind of see this very distinct scratch because then you start to realize that there's no other like imperfections on this. And then about a minute later, it starts to grow back over where that scratch was. And it now looks exactly the same. She's like, oh, I've only seen a couple of these. They're very special. I would keep it safe. So what does it do? Like what's I, I don't know right now, but I've only seen this in higher echelons, so it's quite expensive. Hey, I'm high echelon. Yeah, you're <laughs> high on something. I'm sorry I don't know more. I can maybe do some more research. Oh, if you have time. I'm, I'm sure you're quite busy okay. with yes. other matters, but if you find something out, Yes, I'll that try would to be great. I'll try to look into it for you. And I'm going to take my claw and do the same thing and see if I can. And then same thing. It leaves a pretty distinct mark because it's the only mark that's on it. And then about a minute later, it basically erases itself. So you can put together there's some magic that's behind this uh, uh, wood dagger that you have. See, I knew it was special. Y'all are making fun of me. for. I didn't even know you had it. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> 
we were not making okay. well bits and okay, Jade, that hadn't been brought up. I know, like all <laughs> well, of a sudden, like, like, all of a sudden, sudden wooden dagger out and Boss and I are like, what? what? Like, no, what I brought it up. I was like, like, first couple episodes, Benson's like, what oh, do you yeah. fight with? And I was like, I have this wooden dagger. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Oh. And Wood's like, what are you doing with that? Yeah. Yeah. I, wonder if I don't know. I wonder if it can heal you. And then she like scratches your arm. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Does anything happen? She just hurts everybody. You know, he's had this dagger on the whole time. I know, right, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna, like, touch it with the dagger. What happens? Nothing. Okay. <laughs> now I have a scratch. <laughs> Thank you. God, why are you always hurting everybody? I Jeez. What? I'm just, you guys gotta toughen up. Eat more protein. Are we? We're in the library now, right? Correct. The Order of the Light. Yep. Library. Yes. Is that's it, where you're at. Is it pretty big? Like. Yeah. If you looked at the map, it was the second half of the one of the buildings. So it's a pretty big area. So you can tell there, and I want to remind, and I don't know if we told you guys ever actually, so other world logic, you guys are in Black Bay Harbor, which is kind of like the headquarters of the Order of Light. So that's where all the recruits go to train, and it's kind of like their warehouse of knowledge. So that's kind of like the main school, quote unquote, of the Order of Light. But then each capital has their own smaller chapter. So like you guys have like 200 people in your academy between like people that are researching Benson, you new recruits, people jumping in and out. Whereas all the other capitals will maybe have like six or seven members of the order, more of like a satellite chapter. Okay. Okay. And this library is open to us anytime. Yes. Anytime. Just come either peruse yourself or I can maybe point you in a direction. Okay. I've just never been in here before. Yes. Sadly, not many people come visit the library, which is a real shame because I feel like it could answer a lot of questions. So is there like information in here about the Denoa? Like, is there any written accounts of like stuff that could help us know our enemy a little better? Sure. And she's going to like lead you over to a section that has a bunch of books on Denoa. And there's not a lot of books about it because they're still trying to piece it together. But you will notice that there are basically like transcripts of like the shock trooper missions of stuff they've documented and stuff like that. So if you wanted to spend some time reading that, go ahead and roll an intelligence check. We'll do our first roll for tonight. Well, we are playing. <laughs> wait, we're not just playing role playing. We're in luck because I have no modifiers for intelligence. I think I have a negative one. Are we all rolling? Dice felt really light to if, me for some It's time. up to you guys. Nomus can read. Nomus is specifically looking for something. So I fifteen. Fifteen. I rolled a six. Yeah. I got oh. a fourteen, but why can't I find intelligence on my sheet? <laughs> <laughs> it's a negative one. <laughs> that makes sense. So thirteen. Thirteen. Okay. So I'm gonna give Ryan or Nomus a little piece of paper. Can you give me your pencil? I can. Since I don't know what you're going to learn at this point, what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you a piece of paper that's going to basically give you a chance to interject on something about the Genoa that you had learned when you were reading this book. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah, so an IOU. This is a DMOU. Yep. So something in the future comes up in the story. And you're I can like, catch this. So it's like another bead. Yep, Almost. exactly. Specifically, specifically for Denoa. Yep. Okay. I'll put it bead on there for bead for Denoa. Bead of Denoa. <laughs> the bead of Denoa. And if for some reason what you come up with is not consistent, we will give you a relevant d- detail. Correct. Okay. So, so if it's the, like if I it's thought I read with that... something else that you don't know about. We will just give you something that works. Okay. So it could be something like 
I read that Denoa seemed to be nocturnal or yeah, exactly. something. Something like that. And like, okay. Yeah. I can't think of something off the top of my head, so that's what we're going to do for now. And so that finishes up your episode at the library, and you've talked to Ashton the Armor. Guys, I just, I don't know about you, but I need to catch a workout. Look, I just want to, I might just go hit the gym and then just kind of be alone I for mean, a while. I mean, you did just get off a 10-hour flight. So you might want to stretch your legs. but <laughs> as, do some yoga. But as you guys walk downstairs from the library into the atrium, you see Benson standing basically in the middle waiting for you guys to finish up your shopping slash discussions with the trainers. There you are, recruits. Did you speak to Ada and Ashton? Uh, we sure did, boss. Yes, sir. Good. They, uh, hopefully they'll be able to get you some equipment ready pretty soon here, and we'll get you ready for the next level of training. Uh, okay. Sounds good. Well, what's the next level? Well, uh, you're, uh, you're, you're hardly re- fresh recruits anymore. I told you before you left. You handled the rift all by yourselves. Oh, now yeah. It's time we uh, escalate your training a bit. But first, tomorrow's a... Uh, an important part of being part of the Order here in Black Bay Harbor. There's a festival going on, and every year we, the Order, that is, we participate and help the townsfolk celebrate the festival. So we, we call it Community Outreach, and we help the city put together this festival all week so that it can be uh, big and wonderful by the time the weekend rolls around. What are we festivalizing? Well, I was hoping you could tell me. Uh, so... The way this is going to work is the whole city is going to be setting up for a festival. So Benson is going to ask you to kind of like go where your talents would be most useful. So if you guys have some activities in mind that you're going to do to help the townsfolk get ready for the festival and maybe uh, speak to some people you want to speak to while you're getting ready this week, maybe think about those and come back with them next episode. Okay. Do we know what the festival is about? Are we planning that also? Yes. So the festival that's coming up is called the Festival of Lights. It is a festival that happens. Sounds like Christmas. It's a festival that happens every year and was actually wrote in before (laughs) the holidays. It just happens to coincide. The Festival of Lights is when everybody can bring the golden shards of their loved ones and they can be purified and basically burned. So it's kind of like a Day of the Dead meets Christmas type celebration of, I like it. of life. This has actually came up a couple of times over the last few episodes. For example, Wallace was talking about doing a performance at the festival. And uh, Quentin had reminded Woods mm-hmm. when you were working on the smoke that Wallace was interested in a concert or something like that yeah. for the festival coming up. Um, so we mentioned the festival a couple of times, but now we're getting to the point that you guys need to do a community outreach program to get the festival set up because it's going to be kicking off about next week. Okay. And this is like a global festival, correct? Correct. It's a global festival that's done on the same day in every capital. It is centered. <laughs> you guys would know this ahead of time because it's world history. You guys would have been there yourselves. The festival is always held at the local chapter. So that's one of the reasons that there is a local chapter in each of the capitals is because that's kind of like the focal point of the festival. If you did not believe in the Harbinger God, would you have still participated in this festival? Yeah, you can still participate in it because it's a festival after all. So it's still going to have like other activities and fun things. Next question. If you don't believe in the Harbinger God when you die, does your... All, all living things, when they die, they go into a light shard. All the... Humanoid. Yes, humanoid. Hyphlid. Yep. Okay. 
So we would have done this back in my village. Correct. We might not have celebrated the Festival of Lights. We might have had our own thing for it. You would have traveled to the capital, the nearest capital, in order to basically burn the golden shards. But everyone does it. Regardless of what your god, religion, background, this is a thing that we do in this world. Yep, exactly. So in this world, when people perish, they leave behind the golden shards. And most people will hold those for X number of months or maybe even years until they're ready to let their loved ones go, basically. And then that's when they'll bring them to one of these festivals it happens every year and it's happened at each of the major capitals i love this idea okay Just wanna let you know. <laughs> sounds good all right so we got to come up with a outreach program something that your yeah. skills would be suited to to get the city ready for the festival of lights and so the bard's tale has come to a close ah what a splendid crowd you have been. We hope we hope we'll see you again at Carriage Rest Inn. Hey guys, it's Sam. Thanks so much for hanging out with us at the end of the podcast. Um, Okay, so today's question, um, I thought long and really hard about this, really prepared this one. (laughs) Um, (laughs) What is your favorite holiday meal? So by the time this episode's out, we're thinking Christmas, Thanksgiving, all of the things. What is your go-to must-have holiday dish? Mine's probably the uh, Thanksgiving pizza. Just kidding. Uh, (laughs) I really like uh, stuffing and pumpkin pie and the turkey. Together? No. <laughs> the turkey I'm not as excited about ever. I don't know why. I just, and that's sad because I, I make a really good turkey. Seems on, seems on brand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so stuffing and pumpkin pie? Correct. Okay. I think as a vegan, it's the sides. Mashed potatoes, sweet potato casserole. My wife makes a strawberry pretzel salad. Oh, yeah. Where it's like pretzels, like a strawberry jello, and yeah. then there's like a cream cheese. But she figured out a way to veganize the whole thing, and it's pretty good. I love that. Yeah. I like it. Uh, my favorite, it's a side, it's sweet potatoes. Oh. Yeah. With marshmallows? I like no, that. I don't, I don't like the marshmallows on it. But <laughs> I don't know Whoa. why. I just really? I, I love. So, yeah. Really? Yeah. But marshmallows I mean, are delicious. I mean, but I like all sides, though, like. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. It's hard to pick. All right, John. But uh, so Mike, it's funny that you say Thanksgiving pizza because I wouldn't say this is like a must-have, but I feel like it's it's unfortunate because I can't eat it anymore because I can't eat gluten. But when I was in college, there was a calzone place. Ooh. that they made a Thanksgiving calzone that was turkey and stuffing and mashed potatoes with like a cranberry sauce dipping sauce, and it was incredible. It sounds really good. Have you ever been to that place? Um, there's a sub place. It's in Vegas, but it's like a regional chain. What is the name of it? Costanzo's maybe. They do a Thanksgiving sub. And it's, uh, yeah, that sounds familiar, but I, I have not had it. Yeah. I, I don't know. That sounds so good. I could do a Thanksgiving calzone. Is that, uh, I do is that on the menu this year? Turkey and gravy the, for, the, for the actual holiday dish. <laughs> turkey and gravy, yeah. Um, 
guys, I'm perplexed. I don't know. There's so many directions we can go with this for me. So Thanksgiving, um, I like those pumpkin brulee things that I make. I make like a play on pumpkin pie and creme brulee, kind of make it into one dish. That's been really a go-to of mine. Christmas. Christmas for me is probably like whatever pasta we're having. So if it's ravioli or lasagna or gnocchi or something, that's where I like to sit for Christmas. All right. Well, I hope that um, all of our listeners out there are enjoying their favorite holiday treats over the next eight weeks or so in this holiday season. Um, if you have a question for us, please jump on our website, fill out the Google form. We'd love to we'd love to tell a little bit tell you a little bit more about us. Thanks for hanging out. Catch you next time.